Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 67369. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. It's not clear to me that I think there will exist a general purpose device that does everything you want because I don't think the whole world's going to be able to afford five devices per person in the bubble of Terranea. the music right now. And Wilson! Three, two, and... Wilson, one. where are you? Go! Nothing gets in our way! Boom! Keep coming! Oh, jeez, I forgot forward. about the Steve Ballmer clip. God damn it. What up? Whoa! What a week it was. What up, plant? What up, spider plant? I love my plants. I got five plants here. I love my plants. I water them every day. You should too. Don't ever let your plants die. If you're one of those motherfuckers out there, I come to your house and your plant's not alive, I'm leaving. I'm out. I'm sorry. It's just not what we're doing here. Anyway, welcome to Friday Mailbag. I'm Jade Hoy. Eden Lou is still on uh, vacation. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the way up. What's up? But I guess the guys are getting started. Yeah, all right. Take it away. Dude, I started that. recorded that song a while ago, right? Like a couple years ago? Uh, at least a year. At least a year, and then it's the video, video back there. I'm trying. I'm working on all these like, like the Enjoy. most obscure Family. thing I could think of. The outdoors. Without 
I, I like to do these exercises with art in general just to get get yourself out of like comfort zones where you're you know how you always you, you start you figure something out then you start to do it and you're like okay this is my thing and that becomes tedious after a while because you know what I mean it's like you want to do something else but you can't figure out what to do so you kind of just like do the, the rule is simply anything goes without judgment you know what I mean you know, you know, you just do things without being like, does this work? You know what I mean? Like, you just do it because it's like it's a fun exercise. So that's the, the, the rule is anything go, goes. So like lately, I've just been um, making these really abs- abstract videos, very short too. Mm-hmm. And um, it's fucking, it's so much fun. It's <laughs> like, I'll, I'll just... I'll come on to something and I'll just sit there and like work on it for three or four hours over, you know, cause I had nothing to do last night. I'm dying to, I'm actually, the other thing is when you come across an idea, like I did, I did the same thing when I worked on Ethan's trailer. I just uh-huh. put something together and I sent it over to Ethan as a joke. You know what I mean? It's just like, I'm going to make this thing, his book with the Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant berating him. Um, but then Ethan, Ethan was like, he picked up on it. He was like, oh, we can do something with this, you know? And then like three and a half months later, we had something really, really good. So I, I do it half as like, will this person, I learned this from Ethan, but it, the, the hope is that, you know, the other person will be like, oh, this is cool. You know, I, did, I sent it over to Waz, but I got nothing in return. <laughs> 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 but he, He's just like, what the hell is Jade doing now? Um, I mean, it's important to follow inspiration when you have it, though. Did like, I said when an did idea I, strikes, like make the most of it and follow it to its fullest extent. Did I send you my anti-Zoom video? No. Oh my god! I'll send it over. It's really funny. It's super short too. It's like ten seconds. I'm so tired of these. Um, zoom interviews right they're so stupid like what what is what are we doing here you know i went well it's it's definitely taken like a lot of the it's taken the pressure off but it's taken the artistry out of it at the same time you know it's just like when you when you just i don't know how many people actually just sit because they're so bad they're hard to get through right so i used to love um I used to love the pressers after the game. It was one of my mm-hmm. favorite things. And cause it's, you know, and, and most, for the most part, they're clear. Everyone's hearing things, but now in these circumstances, like the other day I was watching the one with Greg Popovich at the team USA thing. Cause I was looking for stuff for Kevin love and um, I found it, but you go through it and it's just so discombobulated. Like he's got, you got Greg Popovich, Popovich who's old man, right? The, it's hard to hear people have their mute buttons unmuted there's noise coming through it's a mess there's basketballs being bounced in the back it's just a mess you know and um <laughs> so I, I was inspired to create something i'll send it over but i like i like i always picture myself as back in wesleyan I really wish I really wish I had like the technology there is today for back then because I really probably would have been a video artist, like a visual artist, and I would have had a gallery of all these projects I come up with. It would be so cool. It'd be so cool. That's how I think of it. Though. I just create things as if I'm in a like a museum or something, not a museum, but a uh, art gallery thing, modern art. And you would go through and look at all these abstract pieces. I did one yesterday with, um, I posted it actually. I don't post many of these. But uh, did you see Zuckerberg on the hoverboard with the flag? Yeah, my dad actually asked a trivia question about that last night. Because my dad hosted trivia last night. And I, I did not see this video. So let me look it up now. But yeah, it was this 4th of July hoverboard. So it's just one of these things that's like, do I, what, what is he doing? What the hell is Zuckerberg doing? Check it out. And I believe it's hard to know these days, 
But I believe the actual song that they, they chose for it is um, the John Denver West yeah. Virginia song. Mm-hmm. And all I did was simply replace the song. Oh my god. Did you see that? Oh man, this guy. Is that even a hoverboard? What is that? It's one of these water hoverboards. It's not a hoverboard. It goes in. It's not a hoverboard because it's got it's got something in the water. It just yeah, it's an illusion. Oh my god, this guy. What is he doing? Yeah, I mean he's he had that photo of him with like the the sunblock on on a surfboard like a few months back that also really blew up because he just looked so toasty white but i guess he's into water sports so good for him you know you got billions of dollars and you're running facebook why not get out on the water as much as possible man i did another one last week with steve balmer of all the crazy steve balmer clips that are out there i I talked about this last week but i just I, it's just fun it's just it's fun to actually work on stuff without any purpose or like reason you know as opposed to like a job thing yeah i so, mean just you're just stretching your creative legs there it works the too like culture even uh like I've been trying to get off the computer and do stuff, you know, so I just started drawing here and I'm a terrible artist. I've, I've never been a good drawing artist, but I love it. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things where you, you, you don't do it because you feel you're not good enough to do it. But at the same time, when you do it, you love it. So, <laughs> it's a strange thing, you know, it's like, so why not do it? Cause I find myself on the computer too much. And like, I don't know how to get off sometimes. She said, and, um, (laughs) and, uh, so I just started doing it just to do it. Like you have to kind of like, just, I don't know. You force yourself into activities. You feel like you're not good at, you know, and you just do it. Who cares? You like it. So what's it, you know what I mean? I always, and I've always had this. It's like, you're the only one that matters ultimately. It's, it could be the worst thing ever, but if you like it, then what's, it's great. You know, you have to like, it's hard to disconnect yourself from praise. So you oftentimes, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's an important thing stuff. as an artist to, to stretch yourself and to, to do things that you're not good at doing and to, you know, not necessarily put that out and seek criticism on it, but just kind of, experiment and then yeah and then you'll come back with like a different perspective on what you have to do you know what yeah. you what your main you, thing is and you know where i got this from like and i've always known this this is go this goes way back to when i studied this experimental music at wesley and i learned that um and and the other thing about it is you you can get yourself out of the judgment aspect by creating rules so you can just say, these are the established rules of creating this piece. You follow those rules and whatever you have at the end is it. And you don't have to worry about it. It's like, that's, that, those are just following the rules, you know? That was something I learned at Wesley when I studied like John Cage and Alvin Lussier, these experimental musicians that would like, you know, an example would be having 15 people on a stage, all of them pushing around different objects on the stage and these sounds that get created are the that's it you know what i mean so you can have like a big ladder or like a chair and you push them around this wooden floor and it creates these noises that are really cool when you when you just step back and listen and um, like amateur stomp i think so but i learned it just recently i came up with tarantino you know because he's so he just, he doesn't follow any type of convention, you know? And, and I was, I was watching the Rogan interview with him. I don't know if you checked it out, but. Yeah. What it was like three hours or something, right? Oh, these things are too long, aren't they? Uh, well, and Quentin Rogan. can just keep going, man. He Rogan can't keep up with Tarantino either. And, and it was, he kept cutting him off too. And he does it in a way that like he, Tarantino will say a name 
And then it's like, what do you think of that guy? You know what I mean? Like, so he was doing this great thing at the beginning. He was going through, I guess, Tarantino starting a podcast where they're going to talk about movies in particular time periods, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was doing this incredible breakdown of 80s movies. And he was talking about the difference between Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. And it was fascinating until Rogan sidetracks him on what you think of Chevy Chase. And I was like, no, keep let him keep going, man. You know? <laughs> he kept doing it and doing it. And I, I tuned out after an hour. I couldn't do two more hours of Rogan interrupting Daradino. You know, like that's the type of guy you just let go. Just let him go. You know, he's so like full of like crazy information. He's really smart. You know, and he he's knows doing a whole he's doing a whole podcast circuit right now. I mean, it looks he it's did the, he did the ringer. He did the Dax Shepard show. He did three hours with Joe Rogan. <laughs> he was on the ringer with Bill. Uh, he was he does the big picture with um, Sean Fennessy and Chris Ryan. Oh, wow. And they so definitely give him a lot more room to just kind of go. So. But he's yeah, done a he's done a couple of things with them before. So, so was, yeah, was, was, Tarantino, same thing. Wasney Lambrentino. Actually, I'd like to ask Quentin about some of that Weinstein stuff. Dude, that came up. It came up in the Rogan. And that's another thing I I kept wanting to hear. I like I'd like for it to come from somebody with the. More credibility than Joe Rogan. That's what, I, that's what I would like. The Weinstein stuff did come up, though, and, and Tarantino talked about it. And, uh, you know, he mentioned that Weinstein was a, like a father figure to him. A fucked up father figure, right? And all fathers are fucked up, he said. That's <laughs> so true. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was... It was that, that came up a couple times, uh, but uh, I like I like when he's in a setting with um, you know something. Damn it! Well, how's life since the war? Both my legs, both my arms. I can't complain. Got a woman? Fever took her, started this last winter. Hmm. What was her name? Betsy. Georgia gal? Augusta. Man, a boy, Augusta girl. I used to raise Kentucky horses. Her pa was the owner of the breedership where I bought most of my ponies. Oh, God damn it. I made a good deal on her. Took the steak he gave me and bought a bunch of peach orchards. Set myself up pretty well. Did a hell of a lot better than either one of my new good brothers, that's for damn sure. Hey, boy, come up here a few years back. He spoke highly of his mama, too. You knew my boy? Did I know him? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I knew him. I mean, I, I still don't. <clears throat> like, I watched Hateful Eight again this week. I was telling you, Maze. I don't understand how he made that movie. It's just so goddamn good. It's so good. And you know what's fascinated by it? Like, I very rarely watch credits to the end. Do you? I watch the credits to the end in Hateful Eight. And it's just like the amount of people that work on these projects is incredible. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. I'm I'm curious what it would have been like. Because wasn't that the one where the script got leaked? Yes. Before they started making it? Yeah. I, I wonder how different it became just from a movie making standpoint. Not even just like what's the change in the script, but like from a movie making standpoint. I wonder how different it became. Well, he he talks about this a lot. He was very, very upset by that, obviously, because the plan was, his plan was to create 
so he wrote the script, the original script, which got leaked. But his plan was originally to keep writing the script, right? Which he ended up doing too. So he was going to write write the first one. And when he talks about it, he says he never intended to know how the movie was going to end. And so he kept writing different versions of the script from different people's perspectives and then eventually got to where he did. But um, so his plan was essentially just to keep writing. And then within that script, he had written, I talked about, I think I said this last week, he wrote like mini books for each character, you know what I mean? To read. And then I'm like, how does this guy do all this? He's a credit, like he's a really industrious, you know, prolific on prolific there. Yeah. Just, that movie. You, I mean, that's the kind of thing you have to do though. You have to, you have to write way more and you have to do way more work to condense it down to a final product. I mean, that's the same approach I use on Cinephobe, you know, just let a mean yeah. drunkenly yeah. ramble for 45 minutes and turn that into 15 minutes of good shit. And oh then, and then, uh, this guy, I mean, the, I... every time they would they would watch the rough cuts in a theater too. Like they would actually once I think once a week they would go to like an actual big screen theater and watch this stuff, the rough cuts instead of it like an avid. Um, that movie's so good though. It's so good. It's just amazing. I'm like, that's the thing that like. It, it, oftentimes these interviews get bogged down in like who you are and what it's like to be you. You know what I mean? What it was like to work in a video store and now you're who you are. I don't know. Sometimes I just, I really want to hear about him making stuff more, you know? Fascinating guy. Um, My guy, uh, my guy that I stock accidentally, Walton Goggins in the movie. <laughs> Love me some Walton Goggins. <laughs> Which guy is that? That's uh, he's the one with the big teeth, white guy with the big teeth who oh, like, is like is oh, like Chris enamored Mannix. with the the what <laughs> Chris Man- Chris that's his oh, character man. Chris Mannix. That's yeah. you, Chris Mannix. Is it? Yeah. I'm sorry, friend. Do we know each other? Not quite. You know this fellow? Only by reputation. Like I said, friend, you got me at a bit of a disadvantage. Keeping you at a disadvantage is an advantage I intend to keep. Uh, whoever you are, mister, you sure sound tough when you're talking to a desperate man knee-deep in snow. I, I, I don't want no trouble. I just want to ride. I, I'm freezing to death. Who is this joker? You heard of the rebel renegade Erskine Mannix. Mannix Marauders? That's them. Scourge of South Carolina, Mannix oh, Marauders. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Erskine's youngest oh, boy, wow. Chris. Okay, yeah, him. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were making a Chris Mannix, like, he looks like Chris Mannix joke. I was like, no, sure. no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, he, like, uh, I I mean, I love him in everything. Like, he's Baby Billy in Righteous Gemstones. He was on uh, The Shield, which is, like, one of my Shit. favorite shows ever. Like, he's Justified, great. yeah. I've still never oh. seen Justified. Yeah, Canton. I get Canton really liked it. I mean, it's got Oliphant and Wallen Goggins. So, yeah, I've heard. I've heard it's how amazing. It, how could it be bad with those two guys? But wait, he's in the movie. What movie? Oh wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Righteous Gemstones is the show. The, the show, yeah. Oh, I'm back, getting it so confused yeah. with um, the Sandler movie. What's the Sandler movie? Oh, uncut precious gems. or uncut, right. uncut gems? Yeah, righteous, righteous uncut gemstones. gemstones. How is that? It's great. It's, it's the it's the comedic Danny McBride. Uh, you know what's the what's the word? The preacher is the that the get rich religious. I can't. There's a term for it. Oh, like uh, mega church. They have a mega church. The televangelist. They're not. I don't think they're on TV. But yeah, it's it's just turning turning religion into. Uh, no, they're on TV. A franchise. Weren't they performing the misbehaving on TV? I, that was I, think, they, I think they're televangelists. Live, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you make more money, so it makes sense. Yeah. I've always been curious about going into one of those mega churches. I know. Me too. Uh, nah. Me too. Just to experience it. Um, 
as someone who's no longer religious. I'm not against... I guess I'm against the business of religion, but I'm not against the idea of religion, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, that makes a lot but, of sense. But just to experience, like, what that is, because, like, it's funny, like, I follow so many people who say so much religious shit, right? In, in like, earnestly. Like, I, I mean, one of my friends um, who I used to, like be a wingman for and now he's like settled down with a wife and kids and he's super religious and i'd always just think i'm like you like yeah like you're you're this religious guy now because i i would have never seen that coming um but he's like and it's like it's earnest i mean these people really believe it and really believe it's drawing the success to them and um and i and i don't mean this in like a like a patronizing way or demeaning way or anything, but I, I am genuinely like fascinated by that. Has he put out the um, quotes from the Bible? The Bible, yeah, the Bible quotes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, I don't I understand saw some the Bible. The other day, that's like I'm heading to Bible study on a boat. And I was like, just say you're going on a boat. Like, what do you? <laughs> Bible study on a boat. Yeah, put me on a boat. I'll go fucking study the Bible too. <laughs> Oh man, I I've never really been a religious person, but I I do believe in it for sure. Because ultimately, you get to a point where there's no, there's nothing more, right? There's a and it's that's that's what God is to me. It's the unknown, right? You don't we don't know what we're living in, right? The world and stuff like that. Like you think you kind of know it, but you don't. And as as far as you could possibly go into your, you know, knowledge wow, of that, the existence, bang? you'll really? always get to the point of like, <laughs> what was before the Big Bang? Like, to me, that's always what God is to me, you know? Also, you know, just general kindness. That's always a religious aspect for me. Well, yeah, the pra- the practices of religion, the tenets of like do unto others as they would do unto you and offering people support and community are all, are all good things totally. But it's, it's more the, someone is pulling the strings and you've got to, you've got to talk to them in a one-sided conversation that lasts your whole life. That, that kind of misses me. I suppose. When I was a, when I was a kid, there was like, well, at least where I was, like you would, you would meet people that were reborn, born again, you know? born again. Yeah, born yeah. Again. We don't, yeah. We don't really meet many people like that. I did hit, I hit, I hit the church with the kids last year because I was friends with the the local. Like you were uh, robbing it, like a. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was robbing the. Donuts. Me and the kids hit the church. <laughs> well, I want them right to before you know, dawn. My grandparents were my, especially my grandmother, very Catholic, very Catholic. It means it meant like so to me with this, with my grandmother, the life that she had, uh, and she never, she never was one to push it on you. You know, it was her own. That was the way she was brought up. So, my one hundred and one year old grandma, right, still living. I um. I I wasn't religious as a as a young child like my parents weren't really into that and then when I went to um Catholic elementary school then my mom was like hey oh. you know what I'll become catholic you become catholic we'll do it together and we'll see if you like it right like and so I did like the altar boy stuff and communion and wow. all that shit right I didn't know that. and so and I and I did that for a few years. And this is from like, I don't know when they do that. I don't know if that's like second grade to fifth grade or whatever, whatever that was, but it was a few years. And, um, and so like, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I was introduced to it. I went to Catholic school nearly my entire kindergarten through high school education. And so wow. it was obviously a big part of it. And you did theology classes and stuff like that. Um, so I'm glad I like was experienced to it and exposed to it, but it definitely didn't stick in terms of like, yeah, I want to make this a, I mean, for lack of a better word, like a religious part of my life, right? Like I didn't want to, I didn't really, there was a certain point where I was just kind of like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. My mom was like, yeah, that's fine. And my dad didn't give a shit. My dad's not religious at all. So he didn't care. Jacob did uh, one through eight at St. Francis of Assisi. 
Oh, yeah. St. Francis of Assisi. I don't know why my parents didn't send me, but um, Jacob, the whole thing I remember as a kid was hearing. They just wanted Jake to be the good kid. Well, they it was funny because I'd always get the, thank God we sent Jake to Catholic school because he could write. Like, you know, all <laughs> the basic things in, in, in education, like being able to write and read, you know, whereas I was like the, uh, you know, <laughs> I was the kid plagiarizing my brother's papers to hand in, you know, which I was doing. So <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that. Oh, man. Turned out all right. Just fine. I was baptized by my grandma walking into a church one day. She just threw water on you? Yeah. Said the power of Christ compels you or whatever. <laughs> she's always been, she's still like, she's still. And I keep meaning to do it because like, I want to get my kids baptized just for my grandma. Yeah. You know? it's just to make her happy because it means a lot to her. And I don't necessarily care what's the harm in it you know hey maybe it's true you know <laughs> you never know uh, but yeah she just we're i was attending church with them when i would stay there in north carolina every summer my great summer camp and we were just walking in one day she's like threw holy water on my forehead say you're baptized now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not not well versed in the church, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. Um, I think that's more of an approach to like scare off a vampire. I'll say this: um, I seen my grandmother in a couple different occasions, and this this time, the one time I saw her really high level functioning in the in religion in the church was at my uncle's second wedding when he got remarried, and I was like. I was really impressed. My grandmother just like was amazing when she got up and spoke. It was all because my uncle's religious too. And it was all really deeply rooted in the faith. And I was just like, my grandma could have been a priest essentially, you know? Um, so there's the my, only caveat. Uh, my grandma that Amin uh, sent to hell on Thanksgiving years ago. Mm -hmm. um, she used to make fun of me for becoming Catholic because she was Lutheran. Yeah. And I guess that was important to her. And so she would like, I'm like eight or nine years old Catholic because like my mom's like, Hey, let's try it out and see what happens. Right. And going to a Catholic school and all this stuff. And my, my grandma would like tease me like, Oh, you just want to become the Pope. And I remember thinking at one point, I'm like, I'm a child. Maybe I do. Why, like why, why, what is they Take that up with my parents. Why are you saying it to me? Maybe I do. The Lutherans are interesting too, because, um, well, Luther, when they when the great, you know, Protestant revolution there, I learned about this. The the priests were insane at that point. What was going on? You could literally buy yourself into having women. So if you paid a tax, like not a tax, but a fee, forget what it's called. But if you paid money to the church, they would allow you to have women. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like all these tenets of the the faith could, were being bought and sold, essentially, you know, and that was one of the things that led to the Great Reformation there. So you know it, what drives me crazy uh, is the as much as like super religious people can drive me crazy, super atheist people drive me insane as well because like atheism has become a religion, right? Yeah. In an ironic way. Like yeah, yeah. it it like me, I'm more agnostic. Like I'm open to the idea that something's out there. Right, right, right. It's something greater than us, right? But I'm not gonna be like, yes, it's it's def I can see it when I see the clouds, or like like, no, that's stupid, that's make believe. Like, I don't know. So why am I I don't like I'm not gonna pretend to like have an a, an actual formed opinion on it. But um but the the atheists out there, like, you guys are fucking annoying too. I, I I don't know if that's intentional. I don't know if you're going, I don't know if that's the whole internet thing of like, like you say Chris Paul's great. So I'm going to say he sucks. We're going right. to even it out. Yeah. I don't know what that no, is. I think it is the same. I think it's the same for pretty much whatever it is that you're into. If you yeah. can't accept that other people have a different opinion about anything, <laughs> if, you, if you believe that your opinion 
has to be it and you are oppressive to people who disagree with you i don't have time for that yeah now if it gets into like like i don't give a shit if you're religious now if your religious you know um foundation means that you're like i don't think gay people are right all right now i have a problem with it right like i think that that's the stuff i have an issue with but um but like yeah you want to believe in god and you know say these prayers and and think that that's gonna you know you know, make life if better. That for you. works like, for you. Gets, whatever awesome. gets you through yeah. the day. Yeah. If you want to not believe in it, like, yeah, whatever gets you through the day. Yeah. Just don't, just don't tell me what to do. I think there's just, there's, I always see it as both. There's, you can, it is both to me. Like there's the absence of God and then there's God. You, and it depends on what day it is. Where you, you know, how you're feeling. It's so many different factors going on. It's like a yin yang thing, you know? If I was to apply any religious religion to me, it would be that. It would be like more of an Eastern style. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but I do like prayer, for instance, is simply like meditation. You know, it's like you're taking yourself. It really, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. It really is. Yeah. It just, you're removing yourself from the chaos of society for a moment. You're centering yourself. Yeah. And it's just, that's what it is to me. Like, um, and you'll find that uh, by doing that, sometimes it's really healthy, you know, because it'll give you just a perspective that these things that are going on in your mind are things that drag you down a lot of times. Stress, you know, these things that you think are so important, ultimately they're not, <laughs> and you have to you, you have to, you have to provide the space to yourself in order for that to happen. You know, and it's really important that you, you know, my grandmother prays. She prays all the time. And she tells me that she prays for us, you know, me and the kids and, and all that stuff. And I like that because you, you think about the people that really matter in your life, that really matter, you know, especially in this day and age. You think you have a lot of these friends on social media that you think are friends. You've never even met them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right. You've never even hung out with these people. Have you ever done that thing though where like you've you've like really vibe with someone on social media and then you go and meet them in, in real yes. life? You're like, well, this is not I mean, we're I lucky. Don't like this. We're I lucky because we had all those yeah. live shows, you know? Yeah. Where we got to f- in the flesh meet all these people that you're like, damn, it's so different than Yeah. And ninety percent of them were cool. Ninety percent of them were were great. Yeah. Like you know, no, I would say ninety nine. No, no, it's ninety. You know, you know if you're in this in that ten percent. You know who you are. Yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> did we meet? Did we meet Sussman on the same time, first time ever? Yeah, I yes, right. I can't remember. Yeah, because didn't he? Was it in L.A.? To... <sighs> Were you did there? He fly us out to L.A. Well, I. I had that thing I, I, I did. It was the last sidecast. It wasn't the first sidecast. That's what it was. Yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. Cause you brought me out for the sidecast or somebody brought me out for the sidecast. Yeah. You were at the, and the first sidecast, but the second one yeah. was when I met him. It was the one where okay. when it was, it was when Winhurst uh, had accidentally um, rebooted his phone. Remember this where it was, we were live and his phone was, he had installed an update. Rachel Nichols oh, was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. that one with everybody. And um, I was, I was because, like, and work didn't even know I was there. And they got pissed at me. And that was, that was like right before. Oh, yeah. Was it? Yeah. Wasn't that I was, I was you at one point. I was pretending to be you at one point in that corner of that little studio. Shit. I think I think I was over there at once. I was filling in a, at one point. Maybe you were getting there, or you had to like go do something for work and pretend you weren't in LA or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but I remember <laughs> I was sitting in that chair for you at one point. And then I think that was the one because I remember we all, everybody, like went to Arnovitz's house. Yeah. After. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Not that night, but the, the next night or something like the that. The And Sussman showed up and uh, and brought like this super expensive bottle of whiskey. Mm. And I remember That's thinking, right. Like, Huh. That's right. Is this real or is he showing out? Turns out two hundred dollar bottle of whiskey. That's right. My God. My lord. Um 
Amin went off on uh, Woj, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's funny how many people who cover sports media did like Didn't. were at least pretending to be surprised by that. You know what's funny is that um, I mean, looking guys, back, I mean, talk I've to heard people you guys in sports talk media about it for if, a long, long time. If you cover sports media, have you actually talked to anybody in this stuff? So none of that was a revelation. The people that are the TV people, well, Curtis is good. I like Brian Curtis. Um, but oh other, yeah, Brian Curtis is great. Yeah, 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 like the others are like why? But he's an you, he's an actual journalist. What do you? do for a job i don't get this at all right. <laughs> you watch first take and then you're like oh the ratings are up like that's what it is i don't know i'm convinced though but if looking back you know i really think that i was put into a position that was essentially at espn leave jade that's that's how i think of it now at the time yeah. i just thought these people were crazy but now when i think back on it I actually think I was put into a position that was like, get out of here. And I think that's because of him. He got a bunch of people fired and then a bunch of people got put in positions where it's like, do you really want to keep putting up with this stuff? No. Why do you think that is? That's not just by accident. Yeah, it was too, it was too, I think back on it now, I'm like, wait, this make, it doesn't make sense. They knew what I was doing. It was really good. They just, they wanted me out. It was essentially that. No, that was that was we're not we're not with him, so we're against him. Well, it's just ask me to leave, you know. <laughs> you know. No, because then because then they have to pay you. Yeah, they want you to think it's your decision. Yeah, I, they want you to think it's I your wish, decision. Like, I wish I had known that at the time. You know, you would have George Costanza that thing. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, but no, like anything, like I, if you're shocked by the stuff Amin said, like you are, you're not in this and you don't talk to people in it because none of this is surprising. I know. None of this. It's funny. Like I'm, I'm blown away by what the reaction was. I'm like what? Woj? Like what the fuck have you been paying attention to? Yeah. Over the last 12 years. This isn't new either. This is a decade plus. Yeah. Shit. Ethan wrote about it in like 2010. And that's what got him fired. Essentially. Yeah. That's what got him fired is writing about it as a blogger, not for ESPN back in 2010. (laughs) Noticing that he was being fucking weird about LeBron James because LeBron's people wouldn't give him information. And so he's trashing him every loss, every chance he gets. And Ethan's like, what's going on here? Yeah. That got him fired years later. Get out of here, man. Amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah, somebody, somebody posted it in a True Hoop Pod Reddit. The Warriors Dude. World blog yeah. from July yeah. 19th, 2010. Dude, I it's actually, so innocuous, too. Recently. Like this, that's, it's the reason, it's the reason like, I do not care about saying stuff publicly about, about him or, or any of the stuff. Because I know as long as he's at ESPN, I'll never work at ESPN again. Because he right. would never allow it. No. And no. so, like, what? Like, I, and I'm good. Like, I love the athletic. I love SiriusXM. Like, fuck, do I care? I feel the same, and I think about that too. I'm like, am I doing this? Am I gonna? Am I gonna uh, ruin my chances to ever go back to ESPN? In case I have to, you know. But um, I don't care. It's not worth it. Why no, would throw I? him on TV as much as you want and try to justify that contract? I don't it's care. Terrible. Terrible. Um. By the way, Matt Damon's out in a new movie called Stillwater, which people are raving about. I watched the trailer. Is this, I'm an, like, ad, is this an ad read? What's going on? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of this? Stillwater promo code. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Two new free movie. tickets. Uh, I, mean, I, I was watching it. It's like, it's got it's a like small some, production stake in this film. It's like some weird hybrid um, that involves Taken. It's like taking okay, slash a father, something. A father travels from Oklahoma to France to help his estranged daughter who is in prison for a murder she claims she didn't commit. So okay. we've got xenophobia. We've got like, he's yeah. an oil rig roughneck, so it's like Armageddon. He's got a goatee <laughs> that's very aggressive. He's it's a Trump crazy. supporter. His accent. You should hear this. Oh, accent. it's the kid from Little Miss Sunshine. Abigail Breslin. All grown mm-hmm. up. He's okay. Like that day, I can't. He's not. He's a good actor. I've never found him to be a great actor. You know. Yeah, he's fine. 
right? fine. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the trailer. Like, I, I, like, really? I enjoyed, I enjoyed The Martian. He was good in The Martian. Like, <laughs> he's right. likable, though. Like, he's, yeah. a, he's a likable actor, whereas that's not necessarily totally the case for a lot of his peers. Like, he, he has, he's more, like... Like his buddy. Engaging in personality-wise. And Affleck. Well, he's kind of... I don't... Like, that's an... That's a really interesting head. Like, which career would you rather have, Damon or Affleck? Because I think Affleck has they, higher highs somehow. Like, he directed an Oscar. He got Best Director Oscar. Like, that's yeah. probably bigger than anything Matt Damon's done. For the Iran movie? Yeah, Argo. But, but then Matt Damon, kind of consistently good, never really any, like, super low points. Right, but then well, also, also Ben Affleck dating also history no, A plus. So what do you thing. do with that? We don't know. We never hear about Damon's personal life much. Right, we get a lot of it with Affleck because of the women he chooses to date. Totally. So I, don't I mean, even know who Matt Damon dates or married to? Do you married to Luciana Barroso? Sounds pretty. From Argentina. Sounds real. Oh, he's like a Leonardo type, huh? No. <laughs> no, she's older than 20. Yeah. Oh. No, he, oh, that's right. He dates the super young woman. And he's been married for 16 years. All right. Yeah. That's creepy, right? That Leo still just keeps him at 20, 21 years old? <laughs> well, yeah. That's, I mean, that's creepy. The girl that he's dating now is, is like Al Pacino's girlfriend's daughter. Nice. And he knew her when sure, she was like twelve. Yeah. So yeah, he's, I'll say he's, it's creepy. Yeah, he's forty-seven. Yeah, that's that's creepy. <clears throat> Wait. And also, last thing. Last thing. Last thing. What's going on with Richard Branson? What's he doing? He's flying to space I, this weekend. What's what? <laughs> you see Doesn't this? he do that every weekend? When is he not flying to space? Decades after Burnish Virgin Galactic? <laughs> Hell yeah. Kickstart space tourism. All right, I got to read about well, this. He's, I he's mean, they've been, they've been, the billionaires have been competing over this shit. Yeah, space. Lead on the Wall Street Journal. Space tourism is trying to take off. Because the there's some race between him and Bezos like, and, that's happening. And, and, uh, and Elon. Elon. Yeah. Elon's been way more. Like vocally in the lead about it, but yeah, Bezos was going to take his dick rocket to space. Now we got Virgin <laughs> only, it, Galactic. Virgin Galactic <laughs> is going to take them fifty miles above Earth. It's like okay, <laughs> that's 50? it. Bitch, take me to the moon. Fifty. That's it. Drop me on a space shuttle. Like I need some fifty miles. Meanwhile, Zuckerberg's just hoverboarding with the American flag. Exactly. So, you know, they're all on their own hype. I need you. I need you to take me higher than Uncle Rico thinks he can throw a football. Okay, like that's what I need. If I'm paying for Virgin Galactic, it's got stamp. Oh, one last thing. One last thing. What what was going on? What happened with the game last night? Suns won. Bucks did nothing to adjust. No, the, the Bucks were great in the first quarter, mm-hmm. and uh, and it didn't matter because the Suns hit a bunch of threes. And uh, so it was only one possession game after one quarter. And then the Suns kicked their ass in the second quarter. And then Giannis was great in the second half, but no one else did anything. And the Suns hit 23s and they ended up winning. Consistency. Suns have scored 118 points in each of the first two games. I'm psyched for this. It's going to be
was good. Yeah. Cool. I think that's probably it. All right. Yeah. Sweet. Right on, right on, right on.